There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, just like Brent said, Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy, producer number nine, so much more than a producer, podcast host, multiple podcast host. Got his own show. Kelly Bidlin, everybody. How you doing, Kelly? Doing great, man. How about you? I'm great. Uh, we have so much to get to. Ooh, yeah, we do. So small talk aside. Well, of course, we'll throw in some small talk as well. I don't want to say it's small talk, Kelly. I was sincere when I was asking how you're doing. <laughs> uh, Josh Towers on baseball. Danielle Alvari. Danielle in the house. Going to talk with us about uh, the WNBA season. Eric Eager. Reaction to the schedule. The NFL schedule. By the way, I went through every team's schedule eyed them all. So I don't know if I'm going to be thorough, but I have comments on a whole bunch. So we'll get to uh, analysis on the NFL schedule as well. Paul Carr with his Champions League picks. By the way, I think Paul Carr is 6-0 and in his last Champions League picks. I'm not, not Champions League, pardon me, Premier League picks. Mm. Got him confused. Okay. I think he's 6-0 and in his last two weeks of Premier League picks. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then JVT on the NBA as well, which is where we start. Last night, the Celtics and the Sixers. Sixers, opportunity to close out the Celtics on their home court. Could this be the night? Uh, no, it is not the night. Sixers could not get it done. We're going back to Boston for a game seven on Sunday. Celtics win it 95-86. to 86. Joe Mazzulla started an Al Horford-Robert Williams lineup, Kelly. He didn't want to do it. He's resisted it. And apparently his players were like, dude, you got to do this. Finally, he relented. Good. Sixers started out 1 of 11 as a result. A more defensive lineup for the Celtics. Sixers start out 1 of 11. They trailed. The Sixers did by as many as 16 twice. But they fought back. Jason Tatum, who had started out the last two games 0 for 8 from the field and 0 for 6, started out this one 0 for 11. Scream it. Yep. You know you want to scream it. Just say it. You're not. Say it. Come <laughs> you on. You ain't Kobe, bro. Gets his first bucket with 8.34 left in the third quarter. Anyway, they go to the fourth quarter. It's a nip-tuck game. Neither team leads by more than two points in the fourth quarter until Tatum comes alive. You're kind of Kobe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're somewhat Kobe late. <laughs> he hits two threes in a row after going one for 14 to start the game to put the Celtics up for 87-83 with 3.34 left. Almost eight and a half minutes where no team led by more than two. That was the first time the Celtics could do it, uh, or either team could do it. Celtics go up by four after the two Tatum threes, 334 left. Then Tatum hit a third three to put the Celtics up eight with 153 left. Then the dagger, a fourth three with 38 seconds left to put the C's up 11 with 36 seconds left. 
Katie bar the door. 16 fourth quarter points for Tatum. He finishes with 19, 9 and 6. Uh, 5 of 21 and 4 of 11 for behind the arc. All four of those just described in the fourth quarter. Uh, his postgame interview, quote, I am humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. Dude. <laughs> how, how awkward is that? He said, I had to rewind it three times. I'm like, did, did I just hear that right? The use of the word humbly is what was curious there. Right. <laughs> he just says, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. No one really says anything. But I am <laughs> humbly. Hey, I don't think that's humble. Just going to say that. Smart. Marcus Smart, 22-7-7. Jalen Brown, 17. Marcus, uh, excuse me, Malcolm Brogdon was 16. How about Mark Jones? Malcolm, by any means necessary. I hear you, Mark Jones. Embiid, 26-10 in defeat. Maxi 26. Harden, 13-7-9. Sixers shot 36.1% from the field, 23.5% from behind the arc. They were out-rebounded 50-38. All of that preventing them from capitalizing on the Celtics' 17 turnovers. Celtics favored by 7.5 on Sunday in the closeout game 7. What do you think? Two oh two and a half the total. Uh, for Game Seven, it will be a sit back and watch. I would lean Celtics if I trusted their head coach at all. Um, I think the fact that uh, <laughs> of what you just read of the players having to beg him to get Robert Williams into the starting lineup. Here's is, what you do, Coach. Here's what you do. We'll win. It's beyond fascinating. I, I mean, like he's been Robert Williams has been one of the anchors of this team, all going all the way back to last season. On-off numbers on him, guess what? He's uh, five points better with uh, – the Celtics are five points better with him on the court this year, Gil. They were six points better with him on the court last year. So, yeah, I, huh. I, I get it why the players might be like, hey, we should probably get this guy out there. Amazing that you have access to those numbers, but he seemingly doesn't. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. And then, Especially when Joel Embiid's on the court. And we finally did have a closeout in the NBA in terms of the uh, conference semifinals last night, the Nuggets. Forget Aiton being out and that helping the Suns. The Nuggets destroy the Suns. 125 to 100 in a game that was absolutely that big of a margin. Nuggets were up 27 to 26. And then Monty Williams curiously pulling KD to surround Booker with bench players. You know what happened? A 19 to nothing run. 17 to nothing for the Nuggets to close out the quarter. A 23 to 2 run at that point. It ends up being a 25 to 2 run, 19 to 0 at the back end which turned a 27-26 to 26 game into a 44-26 to 26 game to end the quarter. 46-26 to 26 when all was said and done to go up 20, led by as many as 32, really, first quarter, ball game. It was over. Katie barred oh, the door. Yeah. It, yeah. it was over. It Every, was done. Everybody go have dinner. Jokic, 32-10-12, his 11th career playoff triple-double, sixth player to have at least three triple-doubles in a single series, 300 points, 100 boards, 100 assists in a postseason for the third time in his career. Jamal Murray, 26. KCP with 21. KCP had more points at halftime than KD and Booker had combined at the half. They only had 19. They had 21. Six of 23 combined at that point were KD and Booker in an 81-51 score at the half. Tommy Beer points this out in the series. Jokic made more three-pointers than Durant and shot a higher percentage from downtown than Durant averaged twice as many assists as the Suns' point guards. Oh, and averaged 13 boards. You said it yesterday, Kelly. If the Suns are to have any chance, Booker and KD have to go off every single game. This, this was not only them not going off, this was them being off, particularly with Booker. He finally came down to earth. Yeah, they were, they, they were off. the. Uh, I didn't bet it this way. We talked about a little bit of Harvard handicappers yesterday. Though I thought there was a possibility of this, this being a bit, of, a bit of a run out by the Nuggets just because we hadn't seen that yet, right? We hadn't really seen a game where Booker and Durant both didn't really show up go, or have big, big games. Um, that's what ended up happening. 
This look, this is Phoenix. The one thing I've been trying to caution everybody with Phoenix all year, it's the this wasn't this was gonna be a tougher year for them to win it all with this team because you only once you made the Durant trade, you only had so much time to sort to try to make moves to, to surround him and Booker with the correct pieces for this team. Getting into this summer, they'll be able to redo this roster a bit more. This team will be much better as we head into next season. Absolutely. But, you know, let me just point out the uh, the details of that trade. By the way, Nikola Jokic, also one of only three players in NBA history that have averaged a 30-plus point triple-double in a playoff series. LeBron in the 2017 finals. Russell Westbrook in 2017 uh, first round. They'll be, there's the only other two in the history of the NBA to do that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's almost like he's the MVP. Almost like he is one of the most <laughs> valuable players of the league. Just want to point that. Just want to point that out that there wasn't a lot. Might not be a lot of MVP talk with uh, Embiid after Sunday. Oh, speaking of the actual MVP though, uh, bold, bold decision uh, not to give him the ball with uh, once with yeah. four minutes or less remaining on the clock. Mm-hmm. Nuggets shot 53.7% for the field. They made 16 more free throws than the Suns did. They out rebounded Phoenix 41 to 29. Campaign 31. If he ever runs for office, it's a campaign campaign. KD 23, Booker 12, just 12 on four for 13 shooting in defeat. Minus 27 if you love plus minuses for Booker. So the Suns win fewer playoff games this year with KD than they did without him last year. Eliminated the same round. And let's remember the details of the trade. KD comes to the Suns for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first in a 2028 draft swap. Uh Uh-oh. They can still do it next year. Probably not going to do it with Paul or Aiton or some combination thereof based on their cap yeah, issues. Yeah, it would be, be really interesting to see if both of those guys are on the team next year. Should the Nuggets have been the favorite to win it all from the beginning? No. And still shouldn't? Mm, yeah, that you could maybe talk me into. Not from the beginning, though. I, 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 look, I think the Bucks in Boston deserved all the credit that they got going into the into this postseason. Obviously, Bucks get bounced by the Heat in round one. Boston, there are way more questions about than me feel than, than confidence in them from my end uh, right now. So, no, I wouldn't make them the favorite. I would still put Boston as the favorite uh, as they are in the marketplace right now. I believe. I believe Boston's back to the favorite to win it all. Um, that's how I would have it, Gil. E- even still, but Denver's been very impressive. They've been very impressive. I think whatever we get in the Western Conference Finals, though, is going to be a great matchup. Tonight, two game sixes. Again, possible closeout or possible stave off to get to game seven, the first of which, the less sexy of the two. The Heat on their home court, game six, now five and a half point favorites. This is up from four and a half yesterday to close out the Knicks. Total 208. I think I will be betting the Heat rampantly. I did bet them at minus five. I didn't get the minus four and a half, Kelly. Okay. I think there is a very big possibility they destroy the Knicks in this game. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by that. I actually kind of thought that was going to that was going to happen last game uh, of just Knicks looked defeated, uh, thought they were waving the white flag a little bit. They looked terrible the first quarter, that's they, for sure. They, they did. So yeah, you might absolutely be right. I'll probably be attacking this thing live. It might it will be Miami side is what I'll be looking at, but I'll be looking at live. Putting my 1 and 0 documented ATS pre-flop NBA record on the line. <laughs> there you go. And then it's the Warriors and the Lakers game six. And yesterday, the the talk was, will Anthony Davis, will he be concussed? Will he be able to go? Apparently, he feels fine. The news was from the Warriors' side. Andrew Wiggins, questionable for the game tonight, listed as questionable with a left 
costal cartilage fracture, an area of the rib cage. That would not be good for Golden State. I think he goes. I, I, would, I think he goes, Gil, but I think what you're going to see is probably a lot of attempts by the Warriors to get him off of guarding LeBron James, Anthony Davis, any of those types of situations where LeBron knows if I go right into this guy's body, it's going to hurt more than it than it usually would. So I don't. I I took three with the Warriors yesterday. I actually bought off the position this morning. I've got this this game with the injuries. Who knows, man? We're gonna get the biggest ratings of the entire NBA season with this game today. Probably, despite it being on a Friday night. That might hurt. It. This is it, though. This is it. Game six, because the Lakers don't want it going back to San Francisco. That's for sure. Is it the end of the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors? What drama tonight. We'll come back. NFL schedule analysis next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. That's the BetMGM app. Won't take you but a few seconds, then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that easy. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from the South Point. Kelly, is your schedule release fever? Or, or I should say fever at a fever pitch? What was I going to say? Uh, I messed that up. I feel like for me, it's it's the exact same as it is every year. It's always interesting. Yeah. I, I always like looking at it. I like seeing how some of the odds adjust, how some of the win totals adjust, all that stuff. But, no, I didn't go in and put, like, five bets in last night or anything like that. No. <laughs> some people do. Yeah, I know. I know. Some I know do. some people do. By the way, shout out to DraftKings. Uh, Johnny Avello letting us know that uh, DraftKings, within 30 minutes of the schedule release, put up lines for all 272 games of yeah, the NFL wild. season. And, uh, by the way, three first week, li- uh, week one lines moved. The biggest line moves in week one, the Seahawks went from three and a half to five and a half over the Rams. They're at home. The Jets from plus three and a half to plus one and a half. So money coming in uh, on the New York Jetropolitans. Uh, who are the Jets playing week one? Let's see. Oh, they got the Bills uh, yeah, they're Monday, Monday night. night. Believe, right? yeah. That's right. And then the other one was the Niners went from minus one and a half to minus three at Pittsburgh. Those are the... Uh, the line moves, if you want, <laughs> up to the minute line moves for week number one in the NFL. So people are actually betting this stuff. Um, 
And let's go to Warren Sharp's tweets real quick about the strength of schedules. Now, most people in mainstream media, when they put up, hey, strength of schedule, they do it by the previous year's win percentage. Oh, this team was this, this team was that, and they, they aggregate it. That's not how we do it in the gambling world. Warren Sharp does a great job of this at Sharp Football Analysis every year by doing it by season win totals. That's the currency in which we, or the parlance in which we operate. The NFL teams with the most difficult schedules per Warren Sharp, based on opponents' season win totals, the Patriots have the hardest schedule, followed by the Bills, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Dolphins. Makes sense that those teams who finished high would have a uh, more difficult schedule and therefore the uh, associated win totals of their opponents, but the Patriots with the hardest per Warren Sharp. The easiest, the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. Now that makes sense because they're all <laughs> NFC South teams and they get to play each other. By the way, you, I went through every team. You look at those team schedules and they really are patsy schedules because they're loaded with six opponents in the, in, within schedule within their uh, division. What an awful division. That might could, looks on paper to be one of the historically worst divisions ever. Colts, Bears, rounding out the top five of the easiest schedules based off win totals from Sharp Football Analysis. And to be fair to the other the other Southern division, the AFC South has uh, four, six, and seven on this list of easiest, oh, of easiest schedules. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to happen that way. So some notes just right off the top. The Giants, you put these together, Kelly. Giants play seven of their first 11 games on the road. Now, I'm less concerned. Let me just say this. I'm less concerned about, hey, this team has five primetime games. This has four. I, what I'm looking for are things in team schedules that can allow us to think about in-season, season win total bets, in-season future bets. That's what I'm really looking totally. for. And I appreciate the credit, but this is from Adam Burke and Zachary Cohen. All this stuff at vsin.com. They did a great write-up on this. Thank you, Adam Burke. Thank you, Zachary Cohen. I'm sorry that I gave your hard work to young Kelly Billen. <laughs> uh, Giants play seven of their first 11 games on the road. Tampa Bay only favored in one game all season, but they have a win total of six. This is from Adam Burke and Zachary Cohen. Cincinnati favored in 15 of 17 games at Kansas City and at San Francisco being the only two exceptions with a win total of 11. And the San Francisco 49ers win total, talk about uh, week one lines moving, the Niners win total dropped from 11.5 to 10.5 when the schedule came out. So we did have a win total move as well. So Kelly, after I uh, handicapped tennis last night, and by the way, there's one more tennis pick yet to go this morning. Christian Garin. We'll put that up uh, next segment. But Christian Garin is the only thing left uh, on the uh, tennis board today. I'll tell you what line I had and what we got it at. Um, how did I get to that? Oh, yeah. So after I was handicapping tennis, I went through each one of these team schedules Team by team. Would you like to hear some of my eyeballing observations yeah. on some of these? What you got? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, all right. I'll, I'll run through some of them because they're not necessarily what I'm looking for. So Arizona, by the way, three NFC opponents, NFC East. Arizona, three NFC East opponents to start the season. So just like a little quirk like that. That's not really big. But here we go. Baltimore. Baltimore plays their three division opponents on the road weeks two, four, and five. So the Ravens are at Cincinnati, at Cleveland, and at Pittsburgh, weeks two, four, and five. Okay. Which is a real quick way to play all your division opponents on the road. So if they end up through week five, let's say beating all three of those, they are in they are in driver's seat position the rest of the year 
for that division so and, and from going a tiebreaker Going back to what you said about where you're looking at things for right yeah. now, I love looking at the early parts of the schedule, right? Because yes. we do like we always did this last year too. Circle when you think on every schedule when you think an in season play. This right? is the point of this. So if you can if a team performs at a certain level through a hard or through an easy portion of their schedule early, then you should bet accordingly thereafter. That's what we're trying to get at. But that that's a really interesting quirk with the Ravens at Cincinnati at Cleveland at Pittsburgh weeks two, four and five. And here's another thing for Baltimore. And again, this has to do also like do you jump in right before this? Baltimore schedule, they play a road game on October 29th. Do you know when they play their, from October 29th to December 17th? 50 days. In that 50-day span, do you know how many road games they play? One. So if the Ravens, again, the Ravens have these two quirks, the, the road division games early, and then they have this massive span in the middle of their schedule where they, one road game. Yes, there's a buy in there too, which extends it. So if they're doing well at the, you know, if, if they're like, let's say they underperform early, but then they get to that 50-day stretch, maybe you're like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to bet on the Ravens, that kind of thing. That's what we're looking for. So you just have to be aware of these, these moments, these segments of team schedules. Yep. Not all of them are going to work out, but some of them will produce betting opportunities. Uh, Buffalo closes their season. So we talk about uh, the beginning of seasons. What about if a team is just killing it, but then you got to know at the end of the season if their schedule gets really difficult. How about Buffalo's close to their season? At Philly, at Kansas City, home Dallas, at Chargers, New England, at Miami. It's a pretty tough uh, way to close things out. Yeah, they are, I believe, Gil, I don't know if you wrote this down as one of your notes, I believe they're the only team with no back-to-back road games. Oh, is that right? I didn't yes, see that. Yes, I believe they're the only team with that. Mm, interesting. I'm eyeballing. Uh, let's see. Carolina, three straight road games, weeks 12, 13, and 14, at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans. You always want to note when teams have three straight road games. Cleveland, three division games the first four weeks. Home Cincy, week one. Home Pittsburgh, week two. Home Baltimore, week four. Those are more for knowing where they stand tiebreaker-wise within the division if you're thinking about futures plays. Denver has three straight road games. Week 13, week 14, week 15. At Houston, at the Chargers, at the Lions. It seems like a good time for that team to implode. <laughs> it's just if they hang around, that just seems yeah. like a good Russ time. Russ and Sean Payton, they're all buddy buddies sitting courtside, get through the first half of the season, and then hit that. Yeah, we won't do them all here, and I haven't done it. I've I've gone through all thirty-two teams. I don't have comments on all thirty-two, but we'll get through as many as I thought were noteworthy. D- Detroit and Minnesota have a weird quirk. Did you see this? No. D- Detroit. So there's always there's there's always anomalies in schedules. Some team schedules where they play a division rival twice in a three-week span. Will Detroit and Minnesota do it? Are you ready for this? Weeks 16 and 18. That I don't ever remember happening. I I could be very wrong about that, but the fact that they're playing each other twice, cozied right up to the end of the season, is. and by the way, it's in a... uh, Plays Minnesota twice. Yeah, so that is in a... No, no, that's just in... in, Yeah, twice in three weeks. The Week 16 game is in Minnesota, and the Week 18 game's at Detroit. So that could be for the division, right? So they may not have that division decided. If those are the two teams at the top, you know, apologies to the other two teams of the division, Green Bay and uh, Chicago, we may not have any idea who's going to win that division because those games are so stacked late. Well, you know, what the one game in between for the Vikings is the Packers. Yes. So even even add that up. That's right. 
Usually I'd be a more I, – I don't like that with some of these schedules, Gil, but I think when it's two teams like Lions-Vikings where, to me at least, that's the division, let's put it at the end. Make it decided right at the end. Yeah. I like it. In one way, it's kind of cool. In one way, it's like, oh, you can't make bets off it. Um, by the way, at that in contrast to like Kansas City, right? Kansas City and Denver play each other twice in a three-week span, week six and eight, though the Denver week six game that Kansas City plays, uh, the, the teams that the, the game that they play each other in week six is on a Thursday. So they actually, while playing each other twice in a three-week span, actually have a few extra days in there as well. Um, I got more. I'm doing these alphabetically through not every team, but the ones that I thought were noteworthy. I got Raiders, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, uh, Saints, Giants, Jets, Eagles, Steelers comments to be made. Also, maybe the Niners, Seahawks, and Titans as well. NFL schedule thoughts that can help us notate bets. JVT on the NBA next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days. And for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSIN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA, and NHL playoffs. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. WNBA with Danielle Alvari coming up. Baseball with Josh Towers. Hoops with JVT. Premier League picks with Paul Carr. He's won his last six in a row. He's got Dolphin schedule thoughts. Shall I continue with my, with my schedule thoughts? Schedule fever. How about uh, what, you, what you got in tennis today? Okay, I have Christian Green left. You can get him at a better number than I did. I got him at minus 137 overnight. He's about minus 123 now. That's a play. Uh, Christian Garin going up against, is he, who's he playing again? I wasn't forgetting. Was it Bublik? I can't even remember. Oh, anymore. man, I always load these up. Oh, this Tommy Paul. One time I don't. He's playing Tommy Paul. Um, I had five overnight. And right now I'm on the cusp. Well, I don't want to say it. I'm up a set in the fourth, hopefully, but it's a tiebreaker in the second set. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the cusp of two and two. One of them was a plus 160 dog, so... That would make it a winning day thus far heading into the green match. But any we'll li- see. Any live thoughts on the Botich van de Zandachut versus Laszlo Jajeri match? <laughs> I do not, but good effort. That's a Botich van de Zandachut. 6222. Botich van de Zandachut. You made it sound a lot Against better. Laszlo Jajeri. Jajeri. Jajeri, yeah. I like that one. Um, all right. Safiya Ween is my one over quarter right now. I hope he gets it home. Okay, so that's the remaining tennis play in Italy, which, by the way, what a wacky tournament it's been yesterday on the ladies' side. Both Sabalenka and Pagula get bounced. Your girl, Taylor Thompson, beat Pagula. You jinxed it. Taylor Townsend, and Taylor that Townsend, is Kevin's girl. Come on, get it right. Taylor he was over Townsend. there cheering like crazy the entire show yesterday. Taylor Townsend, who is the most likable player on tour. She's yeah. phenomenal. And Jessica Pagula, like, I'll comfort you if you need comforting, you know? They're like, good friends, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sapolenka says she's exhausted. She had to say an excuse. Sophia Kennan beat her, which was awesome to see. Um, okay, let's go back to the schedule for a second. Eric Eager will talk about this later as well. So the Raiders, and again, this is just me eyeballing, looking for opportunities to induce bets or just to have it in your notes, you know, your sort of grid for the season where you're like, okay, let me see if this now, based on lines at that moment, create a betting opportunity. Raiders have a tough open. 
Can I stop you real quick? Yes, Bill? please. Pro tip right there. Like that this is, a pro is tip. whether you are betting anything right now or not. Yes. It is a great exercise to just go through these one by one like you like you did last night, and I might be a little farther behind, uh, and make notes about what do you see during the course of the season that might trigger a bet at a certain point. That's right. They'll tell you on mainstream media, oh, this team has five primetime games. Oh, this play this team plays on Christmas Day. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for for Quirks in a schedule. So the Raiders start really difficultly, at least on paper. By the way, difficultly is not a word, I don't believe. At, <laughs> at Denver, at Buffalo, Pittsburgh, at Chargers. That's the Raiders' start. So again, if they can get through that treading water, even 2-2, two and two, that might be the moment for you to say, all right, well, this opens up a little bit. Now's the time to bet them if you're bullish on them at that point. But just keep in mind, that's a, that's a really difficult, at least on paper, really difficult start for the Raiders. Um, by the way, I did note the Chargers had six primetime games. Like The Chargers just play so many of them. Rams, tough, oh, tough open, at least on paper. At Seattle, home San Francisco. At Cin- uh, Cincinnati. At Indy, home Philly. Oh, man. So the Rams, again, at Seattle, home San Francisco. At Cincinnati, at Indy, home Philly to start their year. That's a tough open. We're going to have Paul Carr come on. He's a Miami Dolphins fan, and he'll have some thoughts on the Dolphins schedule. But the Dolphins schedule, note to me, is it's both a tough open and a tough close. They start tough and they end tough. The open at Chargers, at Patriots, home Denver, at Buffalo. Close, home Jets, home Dallas, at Baltimore, Buffalo. So the soft part is in the middle for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And again, how they get through that open could induce a bet for you. Right. Or right before that end, you'd be like, okay, maybe this is time to to go low on their season win. Because that that is a soft middle. You're right. Like beside I mean, take out Eagles and Chiefs in there. Like that is about as soft as, as you can come up with. At least on paper. Minnesota Vikings, we mentioned that weird quirk with the with the Lions week 16 and week 18 playing uh their division rival twice the final three weeks of the season. New Orleans. We're going to, we said how the easiest schedule per Warren Sharp in the entire NFL for the New Orleans Saints, who are favored to win or the short shot to win the NFC South. We're going to know about them early. I'll tell you why, Kelly, because they start out with Tennessee at Carolina, at Green Bay, Tampa Bay, at New England, at Houston. If they don't crush that, it might be a long year. Like the, the Saints should be able to come out of those first six games minimum four and two minimum. If they're three and three, it's going to be a bad year. Yeah. Cause that's an easy start. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and like, I, I am not high on the saints at all. Obviously that whole division's terrible. I understand why they're the favorites. I don't think they should be favored by that much, but I'm with you that th- those first six weeks, man, they better go four and two. They better go. They four better and go four and two. All right, you know how I talked about the Lions and the Vikings with that play twice, week 16 and 18? So, too, do the Giants and Eagles. So the Giants, first of all, the Giants have three straight road games, week 9 at the Raiders, week 10 at the Cowboys, week 11 at the Commanders. Taking command. Please have a new owner by then. Opening with the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football is just the biggest stunner of the season, that's for sure. That's never happened before. NBC, Giants, and Cowboys? No way. So they got the three road games in a row, week 9, week 10, week 11. But then week 16 at Philly, week 18 home Philly. 
Again, it's one thing to have a, to play your division rival twice in three weeks. That always comes up. But this is in a 13-day span with the, with the Week 16 game being on Christmas. So that's weird. Uh, yeah, plus, I mean, think about those teams in between, right? Saints and Rams. Like, are the Rams at that point the, the tanking Rams Mike Pritchard talked oh, about? That's a or great, are, yeah. they, are they in the heat of it for the NFC West? And same with Saints, right? Are they trying to lock up a division title at that point? Or are they just a crappy football team? Jets. Could be both. Jets. I'm sure a lot of people have talked about this. Really tough start. Before their week six, is it week six or week seven? Week seven by. Mm -hmm. Here are their first six games. Buffalo at Dallas, Patriots, Chiefs at Broncos, Eagles. Oh, man. Sweet mother of God. Okay. If they... I mean, what's a realistic record for the New York Jets those first six games? That is going to determine so much. Because, dude, they could be behind the eight ball real quick. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Schmodgers, as I believe my mother once said. I mean, okay, Patriots, I'll give them. Give them that. (laughs) You can't give them anything else. That's the only thing I'm giving them. (laughs) And you're giving them that. Anyway, it's on paper, but just be aware now, if the Jets happen to come out of that three and three, oh man, we got something. Yeah, I was gonna say two, like two and four is very likely. Just know in betting, what we're talking about here is once those six games clear, if the Jets are three and three and you're seeing a season win total or futures where you're like, oh, I know that the worst is behind them, bet accordingly. Uh, let me get through the rest of these. Philly after the week 10 bye. Listen to this. So, Philly. NFC, NFC champs after their week 10 bye. Listen to this stretch. At Kansas City, Buffalo on a short week, San Francisco at Dallas at Seattle. And then that weird home and home in three weeks with the Giants we just talked about. That is a brutal stretch from weeks 11 through 15 for the Eagles. Goodness. Pittsburgh's got a tough close. Week 16, week 17, week 18. Cincinnati at home, then at Seattle at Baltimore. No for your notes, that they have a tough, at least on paper, tough uh, close, flourish there. San Francisco, you know when we're going through Warren Sharp's schedule there? San Francisco was notably absent from the most difficult, and it's funny that it, they were because when I eyed their schedule, I'm like, a weirdly easiest, easy-ish schedule for the Niners. Tenth easiest. Based off For teams. such a good team, right? And they play Seattle twice in three weeks. Weeks 12 and 14 at Seattle, week 12, then home Seattle, week 14. Though the Seattle week 12 game is on a Thursday, so a few extra days there in between that. But, man, that they really got the best of this, I think. Uh, Seattle, same thing. They play San Francisco, I just mentioned, uh, twice in a three-week span with the extra days in there. And then Tennessee, three straight road games, weeks 9, 10, and 11 at Pittsburgh, at Tampa Bay, at Jacksonville. Know that. So, again... If I left out your team, it's not because uh, there wasn't anything interesting about their schedule. I just didn't notice it eyeballing it. But those are those are great notes to have approaching the NFL season this far out. I think that's the best usage of schedule release day. By the way, Safoyin gets it done, so we're two. <clears throat> pardon me, two and two on the day in tennis <clears throat> with the plus one sixty Shevchenko win in there. VEASAN Pro subscribers get all these at VEASAN.com slash picks. So looking to make it an even uh, bigger day with the Christian Green play. Still to come in the Italian Open, the last Clay 1000 tournament before the French later this month. 
Coming back with Paul Carr's Premier League picks on a 6-0 Premier League run with us. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. And if only one run, one run rather is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Log into your account or sign up with BetMGM today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER offer not available in Mississippi Nevada and New York it's Gil Alexander it's Kelly Bidlin we get tweets at beating the book always appreciate it uh Joseph McCormack yesterday talked about yesterday's show with Crackman. he said absolutely phenomenal show today great mix of pick and roll analytics and restaurants how great was crack with the restaurants yesterday he was awesome Crack was on fire. What yesterday. we do? We talked about weed. I liked the first, uh, yeah, it was like the first four minutes of his hit was somehow we went through life in Vegas of pawn shops, uh, dispensaries, mm-hmm. uh, what's legal, what's not legal. I don't know. It, it was ama- amazed me how much ground he covered in like four <laughs> minutes. Stream of consciousness. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Scott. Once again, Gill championship teams cannot have a fourth quarter that reads Sixers 13 points, Tatum 16 points. And oh, by the way, where was the NBA MVP during this fourth quarter? Matthew Mayberry, when Tatum had one point at halftime, me and a couple people hammered Tatum over 14 and a half points at minus 135. Obviously got there, but regardless of the result, that's the kind of play you look for. Needed 14 points in the second half with their season on the line. You're right, and it did just barely get there at the same time, but you're right. That's a bet you got to make. Um, for sure. Chance Copperpot. Always love your tweets. I'm not sure what you're getting at here. <laughs> it's too detailed. Uh, Nevada- he keeps laying those runs with the Rays. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. I, I didn't know. Uh, oh, he's now he's doing something. I don't know if that's an actual devil. Devil. Ray. I didn't sure know they could that. fly like that. Nevada Azer Chiefs Lions uh, is a dud to start the season. The league can do better. Casey versus Cincy or Buffalo with. Um, he's naming referees. So that should be play. That should be a participating. Mark Geiger, now you're talking, baby. 
probably uh, hold Baltimore and Survivor for middle of schedule. Thoughts on Brady as limited partner of the Raiders? No thoughts on Brady as a limited partner of the Raiders, quite frankly, which is, uh, is something in discussion. But here's the one thing. I did not view any of this through the prism of Survivor yet. I just want to point that out. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting the napkin out and drawing this up. Because I think, we, I think, again, if you let weeks one and two go by, your whole perspective on everything will shift at that point. Whatever we think we know, we will be sort of amazed at how half of that, if not more, is just fallacy. P-A-W, Eagles, same late season twice in three weeks recently. Oh, yeah, I mentioned it eventually. Uh, this coming year, Giants, week 16 and 18. Yep, I mentioned that. 2021, uh, Washington, weeks 15 and 17. It's awful. LFC title records. Tatum describing how he's such an amazing and humble player could easily be inserted to the movie Pop Star. It's an exact fit. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> that movie's fantastic. <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably underrated, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jason H11, after looking at the Steelers' win total, you have to bet the over. You probably don't know this, but Mike Tomlin has never finished with a losing record. J- Jason did just call us out. We missed the lead. Like We, we should have started with the Steelers' yeah. schedule. I just, I just counted it up, man. Let's start the show again. I got Still eight losses, Gil, which means another winning season for Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, everybody. Not sure if you knew that stat, everybody. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Uh, one thing before we get to Paul Carr. Chris Felica has chimed in to U of M. The U, I should say, to the U uh, alums, Paul Carr and Chris Felica. Would you like to hear Chris Felica's USFL picks? Remember how he went 2-0 and the last time he was on there giving him out? What's he got? Anything for the XFL championship game? Um, I think that's this weekend, too. By the way, he's 10-7-1 and on the USFL year. He's got Michigan-Pittsburgh under 42-and-a-half. Birmingham laying the 4-and-a-half versus Houston. Jersey and Philadelphia under 43-and-a-half. And Memphis catching seven, plus seven versus New Orleans. Let's put those in the uh, picks page, shall we? Shall we shall? Fox's Chris Felica the Bear. Also from the U, Paul Carr, ladies and gentlemen, from the Expected Value Podcast and True Media Networks, joins us to talk Premier League picks where he is on fire. How you doing, man? Good, good. Not from the U, but... From Miami. Oh, from Miami. My I'm sorry. Yeah, so I have the Miami roots. That's okay. Uh-huh. I have the U gear and grew up on the lore of the U during the 80s and all that One stuff. One of so. them. That was the guy I was tell- talking them. about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them. Blame my dad. Uh, before we get to your soccer <laughs> play my dad. Before we get to your soccer picks, um, I had just mentioned, you know, I was saying I was eyeballing schedules. And for anything that I noticed from a betting standpoint that we could possibly exploit, I, I took note of something. And with Miami, your team... I said they have mm-hmm. a, the interesting tough open and tough close. Yeah. And that the middle's soft. So it's like a really yep. difficult open and close. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, pretty similar. Like those first four, three of the first four on the road, including Chargers and Bills. Uh, and even the first nine through the bye week, like get above 500 through those nine, oh, not right. the end of the world. You're right. I, I uh, missed that. At Eagles, at Chiefs before the bye. Well, yeah, the Chiefs I'm, is in Germany. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, get through those nine. I mean, it depends a lot on what you think the Jets are going to be because they have the Jets twice in the second half. But, you know, they're favored in six of the last eight games right now. So this all is the giant is to a healthy asterisk by it. But, you know, if the Dolphins start slow, there's plenty of room on the back end to kind of make that up and, you know, get to double-digit wins again and make the playoffs. Patriots with the most difficult schedule based on opponents' season win totals aggregate. Yeah. Yeah, the whole AFC East is at the bottom of those 
or top of those, yeah. whatever. They have the most difficult schedules because they'll have to play each other twice. They have to play the NFC East and the AFC West. I'm just wondering, though, like, because one of these books or more, DraftKings for sure will put this out, will have worst record and best record or worst record. I wonder what the Patriots' number would be for that. Just because of the Mac could, Jones, Bill Belichick, di- Bill Belichick dynamic that we heard about. Yeah, yeah I, you get a good price. Yeah, you get a price. Uh, that you may want to jump in. All right, you ready to go 9-0? You ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's all right. do it. We're finishing Pre- strong. Premier League picks, let's start. Well, they're all, all three of them are tomorrow. What do you got? Yeah, we're going to start with Newcastle at Leeds with, you know, about four games left in the schedule, three, four games for most teams. We're in the trying to figure out motivation stage a little bit. Uh, so Leeds actually needs to win this to stay out of relegation. But one of your guests, I forget which one, always says, you know, if a team is in a must-win situation, they must not be very good. That would be Dr. And- Bob. Yeah. That's right. Dr. Bob, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that applies here because Leeds just isn't that good. We talked about how bad they've been with Tyler Adams out of the midfield. I mean, they brought in a new manager before the last game, Sam Allardyce, who's kind of a avoid relegation specialist or has that reputation at least, but they didn't look great. Granted against man city last week, not a lot of teams do, but they tried to play more defensively and just were not very good at it because that's not their personnel. So they're going to try something similar here because Newcastle is probably the third best team in the league and they need to win to keep their champions league uh, aspirations going. They're in great shape and they win this. They'll be just about clinched there. So anyway, I'm going with Newcastle. I'm going with the better team at minus 145. and Newcastle has been pretty good against bottom half teams uh, like Leeds this year. And again, Leeds just not great. Newcastle good. Give me the better team. It's amazing with, with Man City and Arsenal battling it out uh, at the very top. A distant third is Newcastle, yeah. but they're in third in the Premier yeah. League table this year. And, and they haven't been in the Champions League in 20 years. So yeah. this would be a big deal for them to get back there. It's amazing. A full 16 points behind Arsenal in third place. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, then we have a couple totals. One under, one over. What do you got? We'll start with the under. Uh, these are two teams that are pretty much playing out the string. Crystal Palace and Bournemouth under two and a half goals. I beg you not to watch this game because I don't think much is going to happen. Uh, but I like under two and a half at minus 110. Uh, Bournemouth is kind of, they were expected to be relegated, but they won three out of five to get away from that. Uh, and Bournemouth on the road, not very attacking, just 17 goals in 17 games. And Palace at home, where, you know, you're supposed to be better, 18 goals in 17 games. So these just aren't high-scoring teams. Palace games have had the fewest expected goals all season, about 2.3 on average. Uh, They don't take good shots. They don't give up good shots. So this just feels like a nil-nil, one-nil type of game that both teams are trying to get to the beach. So I'm taking under two and a half here. What is nil? That's the old Chrissy Andrews uh, story time. What (laughs) What is is nil? nil? What is this nil? And the over is... Uh, the over Southampton Fulham Fulham has been good to us on overs this year. Uh, two thirds of their games have had three plus goals. So I'm playing over two and a half at minus one ten. Southampton is virtually relegated. They're like minus 9,000 to be relegated right now, but they're still alive technically. So they've still kind of been going for it. The last couple games, uh, Fulham again, high scoring all season. Uh, our favorite Serbian henchman, Alexander Mitrovic is back. Probably <laughs> just come off the bench. Yeah. But uh, they've had plenty of firepower, even without them. Just a lot of good young and veteran players uh, joined the attacking fray. Uh, Fulham's defense has been a little suspect all season. And now Tim Ream, their best central defender, is out with a broken arm. So this just has a feel of a kind of a free-for-all. Southampton's kind of got to go for it to have any shot at staying up. And Fulham's been playing fairly open, even though they're kind of middle of the table, don't have a lot to play for. So over two and a half, minus 110. And congratulations on your Southampton 3-1 uh, to one relegation getting home from before the season. Feel, feeling pretty good on that one right now. Real quick, uh, one sentence. I know you don't have a play on either 
uh, Man City or Arsenal, but thoughts on, is there a bet to win it all here one point apart? I don't think so. Plus 850 is your Arsenal price. I do think it could get a little hairy. City finishes with a couple top road games, though. Okay. Could get hairy. Bet accordingly. Coming back with JVT on the NBA next. Thank you, Paul. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.